It's Model E. 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 Hey! I'm over here having a good time by myself, guys. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are well. Welcome back to another episode of the E and Friends podcast with your host, your girl, Mohi. That's right. Nah, I don't sing. I do not sing. I keep that to myself. I only sing in the shower. <laughs> so I hope you guys are doing good. I I got some you know little real things I want to talk to you guys about, you know, um, uh, some things that I know that you guys experience because I definitely experienced it. I experienced it at an early age and I know a lot of my peers and a lot of you out there experienced it well. So before we go ahead and start the show, let me go ahead and get the social media out the way. So make sure you guys follow me and tell everyone else that you know to follow Model E. Follow me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod, on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. So go ahead and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, so this thing that I want to tell you guys that I experienced and I know that you experienced too, don't get your panties all in a bunch. It's not nothing crazy. But when I say it, you're going to be like, you know what? You're right. So here it goes. Myopia. Does anybody know what myopia is? Well, let me go ahead and tell you. So myopia, or they call it nearsightedness, is when your eyes do not focus light correctly, so distant objects appear blurred while the close objects appear far away. So when I was younger in school, and I'm gonna say early middle school, and sometimes I just regret telling my mom that, hey, I can't see the board at school. I need some glasses. So, you know, the teacher, you know, kept saying, you know, Erica, you can't see the board. You need to come up more closer. You may need glasses. Okay. So I'm thinking it's all cute and everything to have glasses because everybody else had glasses, not knowing that those glasses will be with me for the rest of my life. And as you get older, your eyesight does not get better. It gets worse. So you're really not going to be able to take those glasses or those contacts off unless you go and you have eye surgery like LASIK. I've personally never had LASIK, but it was something that I have thought about in the past. And, um, you know, I'm in my late 30s and it's definitely, I'm not too old to get it, but it's like, uh, do I really want to do that? You know, but I'm cool with putting on my contacts. Um, I'm very good with that. A lot of people are not good with putting contacts on their eyes or touching their eyeballs. I'm pretty good with it. But um, for those who have had that surgery, um, it has been very successful. And um, because I, um, I, I have a, a close family member who had it when he was a baby and, you know, it's perfect. You know, so um, it wasn't no harm done. Um, you know, he's in his late 20s now and everything seems to be pretty good with it. 
But um, when we talk about this myopia, this is something that definitely goes on now. And the reason why we are hearing about it now more is because we are going through COVID. And as you know, we're going through COVID. That means more of us are working from home. We are behind the desk. And what do we do all day? We sit at the computer all day. And we all know that being in front of a computer, having your eye focused at that period of time for a very long time, it can mess up your eyesight. So what they have been saying about it for kids was that, excuse me, more kids now are having to need glasses, you know, because their eyes are not being focused. So um, now that these kids are going through virtual school, they're constantly on the computers and they are in front of a computer more than normal, you know, rather or versus them being inside the classroom where they don't have to constantly look at, you know, all the electronics all the time. Now they are at home. And not only for the kids, that goes for us adults as well. Because for me, I'm going to speak from personal experience. I've been wearing glass ever since I was in middle school. And, um, and as of lately, over the past year, I did felt my eyes, you know, got a little off track. You know, I have been to the eye doctor twice during this COVID because I saw my eyes, you know, I had got blurred vision. At some points, I would see a little bit of, you know, spots in my eyes, like when I drive at night and stuff like that. But it's not nothing that would deter me from driving or being impaired that I can't drive. And so I go to the um, eye doctor and uh, frankly, my vision is the same. Like nothing has really changed. You know, she even told me she was like, you're getting older, you know, and you're going to see a little bit of you know speckles in your vision every now and then and stuff like that but I go and I get a check and I even go further and have a little stuff blown into your eye um you know have them look at my cornea and my retina and stuff like that and everything is fine but I can tell that it's a difference because now I am in front of a computer all day and the thing that gets me I don't know if it's you know about you guys as well but I have to learn how to move away. I have to learn how to back away, take breaks, and just kind of let my eye focus on something else because I can just get so consumed into my work and what I'm doing, I can forget about taking a lunch break because I'm constantly in front of this computer. I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to get it, you know, because I know their eyes on me, so I'm trying to get it. So it's a little more harder to work at home versus you're in the office because you know, that monkey is constantly on your back. And so, you know, you're, you're trying to get it. So, but, um, for these kids, they are actually saying that when these kids go and need glasses, like I think they use the age range from eight to 12 years old. And a lot of them are saying that the doctors are actually prescribing these glasses and they really don't need to. So um, let me go ahead and read you a little bit about the myopia. And of course, I've already told you that it was a nearsightedness. And most of us 
um, when we go to the doctor, they always say, you know, we're nearsighted. And it's something that is not inherited, but is caused by excessive reading and other very up close work. And what it is, is the focusing muscle inside your eye, it locks up into a state of a near focus. So over time, this leads to permanent nearsightedness. And that is an abnormal lengthening of the eye. It's the distance or the minus power. Now, I have some minus power. I have a minus 3.50 minus, which is not bad, but I have a minus power. And a lot of us have that minus power. And most of the time, you know, glasses are prescribed um, to you know, basically make the world feel a little closer to you. And what that does is it causes the eye to exert more to try to focus. You know, it gives it that effort to try to focus. And it results in more of what we call myopia. Now, and like I say, over time, your vision normally doesn't get like any lesser. You know, it kind of you know, worsens a little bit over time as you get older. And so that create the need for more stronger glasses. And then most every year or every two years, you find yourself getting another prescription, getting another stronger prescription. And what it is, is it's just creating this vicious cycle of increasing that myopia. And what it can eventually lead to is a detached retina, um, macula degeneration and even blindness. Now, distant glasses should not be used for closed work, you know, only for things that are for distance. So for example, you know, there are people out here who wear reading glasses. They don't need the glasses to, you know, drive or do daily tasks. They just need some glasses to see something that's right you know, in front of them, like, you know, to read a book or newspaper or something like that. So, um, but when we go to these doctors, what they're basically saying is that they don't let us know that the glasses and the prescription that they are prescribing to us are really harmful to our eyes. And it goes and it says that there are over 2 billion nearsighted people in the world. And I am one of them. I'm sure you are one of them. Your aunt, your uncle, your cousin is one of them as well. They also say that by 2050, it is expected that this myopia will be the leading cause of blindness. Now, I don't wish blindness on anyone. I'd rather have my eyes. I want to be able to smell. And I want to be able to taste. I want all my senses but most importantly, I think I want my eyes because I want to be able to see what I'm getting into. I don't want nobody to have to wait on me hand and feet. You know, I want to be able to drive, take myself places. So, Lord, please let me keep my eyes. <laughs> if you had to take my smell away, okay. But please let me keep my eyes. So, um, some of the... Um, the um, symptoms that you experience if you think that you're having, um, you know, myopia is blurred vision or a little bit of distorted vision. Um, your eyes 
um, you either be squinting or you have a little bit of eye strain. And another common one is a headache. Now, a headache can mean anything these days because we all have headaches. I have headaches too. And I also have a little bit of the blind, the uh, blurred vision. Um, I don't strain my eye, but sometimes I do because it looks a little blurry and I'll strain my eye and it will look, you know, clear. It'll look back normal. So um, I know that this has affected my vision as well. So what I am learning to do is back away from the computer a little bit, make sure that I take my breaks so that I can focus my eye on something else other than the computer. Because I'm telling you, yes, you may try to get your work done, but if you go blind and you can't do this work for this company anymore, guess what? They're gonna have somebody else in that same seat doing that same work that you used to do. They're just going to move on to the next person. So, you know, I advise you guys to just take care of yourself and, you know, just make sure that your vision is healthy. Go see your eye doctor at least once a year. If you can't go once a year, go every other year. Um, I know that, yes, it may get expensive, but let me tell you something. It's very, very likely that you're going to spend a lot of money going to the eye doctor or seeing optometrist because let me tell you, I can go and I can pay a hundred dollars to get an eye exam. Now for, if you go there for the very first time, you may can pay over a hundred dollars, but it will be under $200. And that is because they are doing the whole works. You know, they're going to get out that machine. They're going to shoot that thick stuff in your eyeball so they can look and make sure that you don't have any, um, retina or, um, tissue disattachments. So that is a good thing. But once you get that out the way, you don't have to do that all the time. So you can just go in the next time and say, hey, okay, I just want contacts. Well, you have to get fitted for contacts. And guess what? The only thing that's probably going to cost you the most is the contacts. But let me tell you guys on the secret. You do not have to buy your contacts or your glasses or your sunglasses from your eye doctor. You know why? Because they are overpriced. I learned this a couple years ago. I started looking online and I started looking for these websites. It's third-party websites like iBuyDirect, which is one of my favorites. I go and I buy my prescription glasses. But just remember, when you go to the eye doctor, make sure that they fill out your paperwork and when they give you all your information with your you know your spears your um your dilation the size of your pupils make sure that they fill all that stuff out entirely and you come home and you sit on your computer or your phone and you go to um places like iBuyDirect or contactlens.com and you just put that information into the system and all you gotta do is upload a copy of your um, your eye exam, and that's it, boom. They will send you your glasses, they will send you your contacts, and you're good to go. Um, it's not gonna be any extra fee towards you, and um, 
if you have um, if you work for a company and you have your insurance through um, your, your insurance through your company guess what if you have a flexible spending account a FSA card you can use your FS, FSA card to purchase those things and a lot of time especially if you get contacts a lot of these company you know like Optiplex and stuff like that um, Biofinity um, Bacom they give you um, what's it called it's not a referral they give you um uh what's the word that i'm looking for okay i hate you when this happens but a rebate that's what it is they give you rebates and um you can a lot of times you can get like 30 to 50 dollars back depending on what do you buy from the company and that money is yours to keep in your pocket they will send it to you in a check so it's some very um inexpensive ways you know to take care of your eyes i know it may sound, you know, expensive or whatever, but it's really not expensive. You just got to, you know, learn how to research. Just do your resources. There are a lot of resources out there. If you feel like you need to contact me and ask me, hey, where do you get your glasses from? You know, where do you buy your contacts from? I will gladly let you know because it's no harm. Even now, you can go online and you can take your own vision test at home online. So this is what they do. Um, I can't remember the website, but I know if you go to one of those um, particular websites that I just told you about, um, it's a, a third-party company that advertises on this site. After you um, purchase your um, your contacts or glasses, what they would do is they will send you a separate email, and it will tell you that hey, you can do an eye exam here, and you can get a free pair of shades. I mean, it works. They will send you a voucher in the mail, so it does work. It just all depends on, you know, how, how comfortable you are with doing it. So don't be afraid to reach out to those different resources because they are available. You know, I don't believe in spending a lot of money if I don't have to. You know, I like to keep cash in my pocket. That's what I call it. I like to keep cash. So, yeah, so go ahead and get these eyes straight because... We don't want to have any strain on our eyes because we need our eyes to see what's going on in this world today. So get you, the kids, the dog, whatever, get them tested. All right. All right. So that's enough preaching to you guys about your health. You know how I do. You know, I get a little health conscious sometimes and I just feel like I got to spread the word. I'm Model E. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you guys about this dream I had. Hopefully I can still remember the whole thing, but it's been kind of crazy. So I, you know, I told you guys that, you know, we now live in our neighborhood. We, you know, we, we bought a house a few months ago and, um, one of my worries has always been my kids playing with the neighborhood kids because when I grow up playing in my neighborhood, it was with kids like me. There were black kids. We all know each other. The parents looked out for us. You know, we had a village. We don't have that now. So now we're trying to let the kids come out, you know, let them experience the outside world a little bit, you know, because leave it up to me. I'll shelter them because they're my babies. You know, I'll, I'll shelter. I keep them in the bubble. But I realize I got to let them out sometime. So we started letting them play with the neighborhood kids and stuff like that. So they're playing with the kids and um, 
most of the kids that they play with are white kids. You know, it's not a lot of, you know, black kids, you know, the younger kids their age in the neighborhood. So, you know, my kids will grow up with that mixed race and also play with them. Unlike I went to school with white people, but we never played together. We went to school together, but we never played together. It was a whole different category then. So now, you know, everybody's kind of coming in together, you know, you know, just being nice, just being cordial to each other and, you know, just trying to live life right. So in my dream or nightmare that I had was I had a white neighbor and his dad was over at his house and his dad told him and I couldn't hear them because they were next door to us. You know, I was in my garage my walkway and they were over there in their yard and he said why do you let those kids play with those black kids that's what he said y'all let me tell you I went over to that fence and I said excuse me I said let me tell you something kids do not kids are not born with racism in them they are taught racism is a learned behavior and and a lot of us as we we experience older white folks they tend to be a little racist you know they not down for the black cause so when they their kids grow up and then their kids have kids they're, you know, they kind of open up and expose to a new world. They're like, okay, we're here together. We got to live together. So why not let our kids play together? So that's what they're doing. But when I heard the dad say that, I told him that and I went straight into the house and I got my husband and I say, Sean, you got to come outside. I said, because this man over here tripping, he just asked his son, why do he let his kids play with these black kids? So I woke up after that. And I'm glad I did because it probably would have been something. But what I am happy of is that the son told his father. He said, well, dad, he said, they're just kids. They're just playing. It's innocent. That's what he said. And I was so happy to hear that because where I'm from, I went back home after years of not being there. And I had my first child there. And we went to this park in South Carolina. Just take them to the park. And of course, there were, there were white people there mostly. So my son, he was playing on the swinger. And uh, a little white kid came running up to the swinger. His mom immediately ran behind him and picked him up like... Sweetie, we don't play with those kids. What are you doing? Don't go over there. That's how she 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 swooped in on him like Superman. And I never really saw that while I was living there because that's what I was used to. Like it was my norm. I, I, I knew that's how it go. But once I left and went somewhere else where I really don't experience that, where the world is a little more open and, you know, they view things a little differently and I go back to that racist environment, I really see how racist it is. And it's sad 
because I hate when people teach their kids about hate and racism. It's not fair because they want to play and mingle together. They want to, but the parents and the grandparents won't let them. So we got to kind of change that because these kids are our future. They are our world. We need them to be able to communicate and be upfront and honest with each other. You know, we, we got to be honest. You know, it's going to be hard for us older folks to get that through our heads because it just, you know, embedded in us. It, it doesn't matter how nice we be, you know, it just, it's, it's always going to be there. But the kids, the kids doesn't have anything to do with this. The kids, they are oblivious to what is going on. Kids do not see color. They just know, that's my friend, that's my friend, that's my friend. And when I see my kids play with these kids in the neighborhood, these are some nice kids. They seem to be pretty good. They don't get into no trouble. They are well-mannered. And I would love for it to stay that way. But I'm glad that this was a nightmare that I had and not my real, you know, not the real but um, so far, everyone, their parents, you know, they're nice. They speak, you know, whatever. I like people, but I really don't like people like that. But I'm, I'm always approachable. Like, you know, I'm always smiling. And some people come to me and just pour out all their business to me. I guess I got that on my face. Like, hey, come tell Erica everything. She's like, the Lord, she will handle it. Stop doing that, y'all. I'm just nice, that's all. But I really don't care too much about your business. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm just glad that that was a dream and not, you know, the real life. Because the kids, they don't know anything. They just happy to be outside playing with people that they don't know. You know, just having fun and just living life. And us as grown folks, you know, we need to do the same thing as well. But we, we have a lot that goes with that. You know, it's a lot of things that we can't trust and we just won't deal with, you know, because it's embedded in us. And I can't get mad and upset of the fact that, you know, we really don't want to change either because some of you white people are not going to change. So why should we put our guard down and then you guys just come in, you know, so... I'm not going to get into the whole black and white thing, but there are a lot of white people out there who are just, they're nice. They're the bomb. You know, they're, they're very, they're cool, very cool. But there are also some out there who mess it up for the others, you know? So you really can't, you know, blame us black folks for not want to give us, you know, give them our all, you know, it's, it's a trust thing, you know? We we gotta have I look trust is earned for us. <laughs> Excuse me, trust is earned for us. So um it, it it takes a lot to do that. So um I just wanted to tell you guys about that. <coughs> um, excuse me, I need some water. I don't have no water. I'm normally nowhere without my water. I'm I'm doing bad. So let me go ahead and get to this um last one, and this is about um. A bartender, he um 
he did this happen in Florida, matter of fact. <coughs> Excuse me. This happened in Florida. Um, I think it was in St. Petersburg. It was this bartender at this bar. He saw this woman being hit on by this creep. And we know, look, women, we sitting at a bar, just minding our business, having fun, letting our hair down. And you got bums and creeps and perverts just looking at us the whole time, just making us uncomfortable. <coughs> Excuse me. So this bartender, he noticed that this woman is being bothered. You know, she feels uncomfortable. She's doing all types of signs that she's uncomfortable. So what he does is he fakes a receipt and he passes it on to her and it read, if this guy is bothering you, I will have him thrown out because he looks creepy to me and I don't like him. And so she gave him the nod of like, yes, he did. And I guess it, she really couldn't believe it. She went and she put it all on social media and it was floating around that, you know, this bartender, he was like the Superman of the bar, you know, he was like, you know, he was coming in and he like, he saved the day. But, you know, a lot of people don't look out for us women like that because, you know, they don't want to get into it. You know, a lot of people don't want to get into it and, and because at that point they're risking their lives too. You know, people are really crazy. So he did a damn good deed, um, had this man kicked out because he probably could have saved her from probably getting raped that night after she left, you know, or getting attacked. And um, so he, he did that, you know, um, I commend him. You know, we need a lot more men to look out for as women like that. And he wasn't even trying to get no ass from her either. He would just simply see a woman who was being uh, taken advantage of with this creepy ass guy with his eyes. You know, nobody really wants that. I want to be comfortable. Let me enjoy my drink in peace. Don't bother me. So we need more guys like that. So thank you to that Florida bartender. Um, his name is... Max Gutierrez. Did I say damn? Did I just roll that R? Damn. But anyway, yeah, he um he had his little internet um internet fame going on a couple weeks ago. And um shout out to you. Alright, guys. So that is all for the E and Friends podcast for you tonight. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about your girl model E. Follow me on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end, and also on Instagram at the Inference Pie. Talk to you later. This is.